I could have thrown up from my heart hurting so bad. Hey guys, you're here with Casey and Chloe, and you're listening to The Zoo Report. As you may know, we're here to discuss all things UMass, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you have stories you want to share, message us on Insta at TheZooReport underscore and or Twitter at report underscore zoo, and we'll dish it out anonymously. For upcoming events, we have a new final exam schedule. So instructors are creating a flexible exam schedule for the fall 2020 semester and are giving students a window of a few days to complete the exams instead of a scheduled one hour usually. On the downside, I guess Spire is ill-equipped, shocker, to deal with this. So in your student emails, there's a notification telling you that your exam schedule will look like, what you need to do, and what you need to click on. And basically, if your professor gives you this extra time, it'll say, extended time, see instructor. So do what you will with that information. Hopefully, everybody gets a few a few days for exams that would make this year end well. There has to be some pros to this whole Zoom, Zoom university. <laughs> Um, second on upcoming events is the Carbon Mitigation Plan Interactive Webinar. That's a mouthful. So the Carbon Mitigation Task Force, otherwise known as CMTF, is sharing their findings on a research project that our boy Subaswami had tasked them with back in April of 2019. And basically these findings will cover carbon neutral energy options that will hopefully make the UMass campus carbon neutral by 2030, which is very exciting. Um, the CMTF will be holding three webinars. The first was previously on Thursday, October 8th. Missed that because this airs on Friday. But the next two will be held on Wednesday, October 14th from 7 to 8 p.m. And Tuesday, October 20th from 1 to 2 p.m. So if you're interested in this, definitely go check it out. Um, it's very important. The first half of the meeting will focus on their findings. And the second half will be open to community input. So if you have any questions about it or anything you'd like to say, definitely for you. And... You can find the registration links in your UMass email. Just do a quick little search of Carbon Mitigation Plan Interactive Webinars, um, and it should pop up. So that's exciting. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you, UMass. If only Trump agreed. We are currently heading up the list of most impressive colleges because of our dedication to reducing our carbon footprint and taking a more eco-friendly approach. So snaps for UMass. Way to get one with the times. Next up, we have COVID-19 testing. There's some emails flying around UMass about COVID testing, but wanted to give you an update from student to student. First, the COVID testing lines are getting longer and longer. We advise you to give yourself like maybe like 20 to 30 minutes time slot just in case. We've gone recently and it's about nine minutes one day and 30 minutes the next. So plan for the worst. Influx of cases means influx of people getting tested. And this leads me to our fourth and final point of upcoming event and news. Get tested for COVID twice a week and stop going to big parties, please, guys. First, get tested twice a week. It's easy. It's free. It doesn't hurt that you do it yourself. And it's keeping not only the UMass community safe, but the Amherst and Hampshire County community safe as well. For those of you who don't know, um... Because of the clusters of COVID cases recently that have been tracked back to the same one to two large parties of like 40 to 50 people, um, Amherst Public Schools suspended 
their school out of safety for their kids. And they didn't have any online planning. So basically their kids are just out of school right now. Um, so please don't party. Stick with the same 8 to 10 friends at most. Communicate, get tested, and don't be selfish. There are so many other people that get affected um, by this than just you. Yeah, the parents of the Amherst Public School kids are just like rightfully furious, which I understand because basically they can't go to school until Hampshire County. So not just Amherst, but Hampshire County as a whole is 40 or less cases in UMass alone has about 50 last time we checked in. So we're basically ruining it for not even just Amherst and ourselves, but all these other surrounding towns as well, probably. Well, you're going to get your like third grade class ripped away from you. That stinks. I know. Think about your third grade class and how much fun you had. I was bullied, but... <laughs> so it made you funny. Okay, and we do have one last update. Chloe, take this away. Dun, dun. Drum roll, please. Dun, 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 dun. Vote. If you didn't already see, we posted the story on our Instagram with a Massachusetts photo info. And yes, we're going to relay them again. So here, here you go, kids. Voter registration deadline is October 24th. Early voting starts in person October 17th. Early voting ends in person October 30th. Deadline to request mail-in ballots is October 28th. You'll receive this ad- application automatically as you're registered. Casey is going to take over some common questions anyone might have. So I do want to let everybody know, just in case you're listening out of state, these are very specific to Massachusetts. I don't think we have any out-of-state listeners, but these are Massachusetts. Uh, not true. We have um, a couple of Michigan state listeners. Oh, shout out Michigan. Um, well, yeah, shout out Michigan, I guess, because um, you're, I actually, upon finding these answers and questions, your questions and answers are very different than Massachusetts, so. That makes sense. Yep. So, first, yes, but you can vote by mail without an excuse. What, Chloe? What? I was just trying to think what Michigan brought to us. Maybe, like, the Great Lakes? Like, yeah, but other states have the Great Lakes, too. It's not even just that. <laughs> Freaking Wisconsin. I was going to say thanks for the cheese, but I realized that's all that's Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Anyways, yes. Oh, I guess Michigan is like pretty good at hockey. But then again, so is Massachusetts and Maine. And Which New one's Georgia the Green Bay Packers? Wisconsin. Dang. The Green Bay State. Anyways, yes, you can vote by mail without a notary or a witness. And yes, you can vote by mail without an excuse. In Michigan, you need an excuse. Yes, you can drop off your ballot in person. And yes, you can vote early in person. Um, I advise people to vote early. Just get out of the way. Yes, you can track your ballot online, which I think is super cool. And yes, you can vote without a photo ID. And I think by saying you can vote without a photo ID means you don't need it for your mail-in ballot. Because I'm pretty sure if you go in person, they're going to ask to see some form of ID. Um, So bring it just in case. Um, yeah. We have listeners in Vermont, too, I realized. I assume Vermont's answers are pretty similar. And Colorado, I think. Colorado's answers are all the same. We do have listeners in Colorado, and we have listeners in Texas, actually. You said that, and I was like, nah. I say we we only have have listeners in Massachusetts. International. (laughs) International, yeah. Who's international? Um, I have an uncle in Sweden. Does he listen to that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyways, um... Okay, so moving to our next topic. As some of you may know, we love interviewing guests. Um, We think it's fun. We love it. It was like a big part of our podcast. But we do have to put out a disclaimer. Um, 
we have to be mindful of COVID as always. And so we wanted to let everybody know that our guest today does live with us. And we know that usually this is a conflict of interest. However, we're trying to keep the podcast lively so that you guys just don't hear Chloe and I talking back and forth to each other, but safe. So we're starting with people in our core group um, for in-person interviewing. And then after that, if we branch out, it'll be via the phone. Just, you know, to keep everybody safe, keep people down to the core, eight or 10 people they've been sticking with and not, you know, screwing that up. So with no further ado, let us introduce Dan Norman, the man, the myth, the legend. Snaps for Dan. Yay. Um, to introduce why Dan is special. Two topics. One, living, living with ladies. And in-person classes for COVID. He's our only roommate who has them. So we figured, great topic. So uh, tell us how you are, Dan. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. This is a nice early hour in the a.m. and I'm ready to go. I'm caffeinated. We are. This Never is 9 a.m., so <laughs> it's early for us. Um, So we're just going to jump right in to living with ladies. So fun fact, Chloe and I are the ladies. Um, Very much Born so. and raised, the ladies. Born a lady, will be a lady. So, <laughs> so first question, Dan. What is or what was your biggest concern coming into a female-dominated household? I think it was my parents finding out because they currently think that I live with three guys named Casey, Chris, and Sean. Um, I'm Chris. And now it doesn't matter. We're, what, five months into this lease. I think I'm fine. But, you know, two months before, you know, we moved in, that was a lot of a lot of concern was based off of that. Mystery makes it fun, though. For all you girls that like bad boys, Dan Norman didn't tell his parents he was living with girls. <laughs> What if you said they were very three nice ladies who they know me? <laughs> they literally That's why know they're concerned. Dan and I have been friends since high school. They're like, Casey is a boy. <laughs> they're like, dun dun dun. No, they're like, we thought so, but we weren't sure. So proud of you. Um, so what surprised you most? Uh, I think it's just the amount of hair everywhere. I mean, shower drains, couches, everywhere that anything. Anywhere you can get. Uh, it's like kind of living like with a small dog. It just sheds everywhere. The thing is, I have to agree on that one and also just say it's the hair and knowing I'm a main contributing factor. It just, I hate it too. <laughs> <laughs> the clumps of hair in the shower drains. All you girls, you know what that's like when the soap gets stuck to them. Um, what is your favorite part? Ooh, cute. Cute. I think with girl roommates at least in my experience i feel like they're much more it's much more like roommate focus there's a lot more hangouts there's a lot more seeing and talking to each other i think that's really nice to have that social aspect it's cool to hang out with you guys my guy roommates just sat in our rooms all day and play video games and maybe talk to each other twice and we play video games together we play we love games no we we play play board board games games. yeah um dan and i did play chess last night and we played Catan. i won for Catan. if anyone's wondering Um, it's fantastic and yeah if anyone has any game suggestions we've been looking for new board dm us dm us for new game suggestions so we can force dan to hang out with us more yay um what's your least favorite part Hmm. probably doesn't have one um yeah can i plead the fifth on this one um oh i mean there's really not anything i mean there's really no like superficial difference between or there's no difference that's not superficial from living with girl roommates i mean there's really no downside i think only you know maybe 
the propensity of one of the podcast hosts to sing loudly <laughs> and often. Who is it? Uh, you know, I'll keep it anonymous out of respect, but it uh, is ear piercing I and say, I'm concerned. Chris usually keeps his singing to like a lower volume. I'm going to say, well, this is no fun because my <laughs> name is my name. I'm going to say that Casey. With a C? Um, <laughs> Kasi? Kasi did. I'd say that Kaka. Kasi did. He did recently find um, some Hamilton tunes that he's been loving. Um, But you know what? I'm going to still stand by my statement that it's a blessing and one day you won't have my singing and everybody will be sad about it. Yeah, that's a hard pass for me. Okay, anyways. um, I like, though, that, like, I don't know. I feel like people are like... Boys and girls, like, I can never live with boys. They're so gross. I can never live with girls. They're crazy. Why do we always get crazy? But I think that it's all superficial and people are people. And, like, it really just matters if you're a good person or a shit. And um, gender doesn't have much to do with it. Um, Anyways, do you think you're a changed man because of your strong female influence? Um, Well, I have learned certain things like proper facial care techniques, which is nice. Um... Yeah, I know. Just to learn little things around the house, uh, how to actually, you know, decorate a house and not just hang up two flags and put, you know, a couch in a living room. Um, and yeah, I think I think a social. Now we have four flags and one. Giant yeah, couch. now we have four flags and one couch. Look at us. We're coming up in the world. And in a, a big ton couch. of wine bottles. <laughs> um, but I mean, no, I mean, not really. Again, I mean, all differences really between living with females is superficial. Um, but it is funny to roast them about it occasionally. We're just like so. It's like really hard to think of bad things about us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, for those of you who do know us, it's really hard to think about bad things for us. If um, I can think about a bad thing about myself, it's that I can't wake up before nine in the morning. And if that's the worst thing about you, then yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you for those wise words. <laughs> She's back at it. Okay, so moving on. Good. <laughs> moving on to in-person classes. So Dan is a biochemistry major, and he has lab. When do you have lab? I have it Tuesdays and Thursdays, one to six. That makes me want to cry for you. Ew. <laughs> um. So what is campus like among COVID? You know, how's it changed? Is it is it freaky? My analogies is kind of like going back to like the house you grew up in, but seeing it with a new coat of paint and some new furniture. Well, like it's the same, but there's just a weird difference you can't shake off. Or I feel like maybe like for a different analogy, not just the overriders. Like Jesus, Chloe. You go home it's and your parents turn your childhood bedroom into like their like craft room or something. Oh, like yeah, or like a workout room. Oh, awful. Sorry to sorry to jump on your. Analogy. No, you're fine. Um, but yeah, no. The weird thing about it is that like when you actually go on campus and you're walking around, I think the construction worker ratio to student is about one to one, which is something that's wild to me. Um, but no, it's nice. I mean, there are still some people on campus. I was here during the summer and it was literally no one a ghost town. Like there's tumbleweeds. That would make me campus. feel weird. No <laughs> weird. <laughs> that would make me feel weird. Do you get lunch with the construction boys? Uh, all the time. Me and my boy Benny, uh, we go way back. Great group. Seems like a stereotypical name for a construction worker. Really? I was thinking like, like Johnny. I was going to say Johnny. Johnny. Like, Johnny. <laughs> or like Will. Try to get on the phone. Will hunting. They were all construction workers. Okay, anyways. Um, what's your least favorite part about the campus? Other than the one-to-one construction person ratio. 
I think the lack of social aspect really stinks. You know, like before when you had classes, you had the, you know little class acquaintances you can hang out with and talk with and get lunch with. Um, I think it's really just the death of kind of the social scene and running into people you know um, is the worst part. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that it would be like, I feel like being on Zoom is one thing where you lack that social aspect, but like being on campus, I feel like you think you're going to have it and then you just like still don't. So I feel like that would have. Um, so what's it was a full body chatter for all yeah. the audio listeners. Out there. <laughs> um, so what's a change that ended up actually kind of being a perk if there are any? I will say commuting is way better now than ever. I mean, the buses are completely clear. You get a full seat to yourself. No one's bugging you. No more like, you know sardine can bus rides anymore which is sweet genuinely the worst those were ruthless um and there is some parking lots that you can park in without a pass and not get a ticket Mm. i'm not going to disclose which ones because i'm not you know losing that for myself but no narcs out there no narcs um and lastly what are your thoughts or predictions based off of how you see umass reacting to COVID on campus and based off of your scientific opinion and based off of the clusters, what is your prediction for spring semester? I think UMass is doing everything they can. I think they're doing it pretty well. Um, I think anyone who gives you like a definite opinion on what's going to happen next semester is full of and they don't know what they're talking about. Um, but I mean, it just depends. If the clusters keep growing, probably go right back to online. If they stabilize and they don't keep growing, maybe. Who knows? It also depends when the vaccine comes out. It's just a lot of variables. I feel like a lot of it is in our hands. I do too. And we have a lot of sway over like we're getting tested and like who we decide to see and being responsible so that because we can have I back. do I do think that UMass is doing a good job. Like especially with the COVID testing. I don't think I don't in, think many schools are in doing comparison that well. to many of the people I've talked to, they get tested bi weekly usually and it's if you're not on a sports team, it's just like obviously it's by choice for us too, but it's usually like a bi-weekly check-in or a three-week check-in and like well UMass is really pushing the twice a week for they us they don't have the same like you system of you can go whenever a disclaimer again I forgot to put this in the upcoming events portion but um if you get tested twice a week they automatically enter your name in a raffle to win what is like a five hundred dollars hundred <laughs> you should have lowballed a one hundred dollar <laughs> gift card to the UMass like campus store yeah, and just think about it, like, there's some good stuff yeah, there. They have Hydro Flask there now. My favorite hoodie is from the UMass store. Yeah, the 100 bucks, you can buy one UMass hoodie. Hey. Well, you can buy two Hydro Flasks. <laughs> I, I honestly don't even think so. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming out, Dan. It's been a pleasure. Um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Any, you may return to your bedroom at any point now. Any parting words? <laughs> um, you know, if you can, get tested, wear your mask, get a flu shot. Um, you actually have to get a flu shot, I think, right? Now that they're in Massachusetts. Per Governor Charlie Baker, but is he actually allowed to do that? Uh, who cares? Do it. Um, they're basically free and we they're are covered anti- by more health insurance. Also, uh, shout out to the girls. Follow the Zoo Report, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Uh, see us later. Thank you so much, Dan. <laughs> Take Bye a nap. <laughs> um. All right. So we are gonna move into our last segment now. Um. It is called Hot Takes. You've seen it before, but only a little bit. Um, So because we have, sadly, way less access to the usual crazy relationship stories, um, because everybody either just 
nicely broke up or got more in love during quarantine and they were like this is a make or break moment and if we make it we're not gonna break up and it's like for content and there's no parties for people to cheat on each other or ditch each other not that we want that to happen no we, we but because I guess it hasn't we don't. maybe like to like a distant i don't know i can't and i can't endorse okay, that but basically we don't we endorse it but it would help our podcast it's spicy anyways our hot take segment is here instead. Um, so we're each going to throw out a hot take for the other to discuss. And so each of us has selected one hot take. We've kept it a secret from each other. Um, so this is like the first time we're hearing it. Um, so I'm going to let Chloe take it away on this. Uno, dos, tres. Okay, so my hot take um, is that the Kardashians help change pop culture in a positive way. Okay. Well, I'm going to agree with that because I I love the Kardashians and I think that – here's the thing, folks. I think that it's very easy to sh- the Kardashians because they are the Kardashians and I get it. What do they really do? Nobody knows except I guess Kendall is like a supermodel, I guess. But – and yeah, like they were famous because of their dad and then because of Kim's sex tape. I get it. But at the same time, Kris Jenner – like made that family got that family into ultra stardom so famous that their friends are famous like stassi stassi would never be famous if she wasn't friends with kylie jenner jordan jordan is kind of canceled now but she was very famous and so here's the thing is you have to respect chris jenner as a businesswoman and respect them all as businesswomen because here's what irritates me there are a million men who grew up just as rich that are now ultra rich and they're just not famous. And everybody would say he's a smart businessman. Like prior to Trump being president, like everybody was like, yeah, he's a businessman. He's a rich businessman. Nobody really like roasted him in the way that the Kardashians get roasted. I think you're straying from the fact that it's a positive pop culture influence, not so much that like they're business people, but in the way that they shaped. Okay. So my look at it is... You have to take their show and their self-image with a grain of salt and understand that they have millions of dollars and can afford numerous, like, plastic surgery with, like, the best plastic surgeons in California. Probably. Or personal trainers. They have personal trainers. They have dietitians. They have personal chefs. They have nannies so that they have time to do these kind of things. They can take whatever they need to, like, I don't know, enhance their appearance and... So it's not a natural or accessible look. My point for the pop culture is that their all their body types, with probably the exception of Kendall, um, shaped. I helped. I think helped shape our the curvy girl image. Yeah, the curvy girl image, and, and even though they're fake, there's a lot of girls that aren't fake that look at them and they're like, "We look similar," and, and you're ultra famous. Yeah, and I know it's like you can't like Kim Kardashian has like a size two waist with a giant ass and giant tits, so. Yeah, that's, like, a different kind of accessible than being a double zero all around. But, like, at the same time, at least we're, like, mixing up and diversifying the spectrum of, like, what women's bodies should look like. And I think as long as you understand the inaccessible part of it because of their access to wealth, then you can take it with a grain of salt and be like, you know what? At least there's more people that look at least more similar to me than, like, Cindy Crawford or something like that. They also changed their reality TV game. Like, reality TV prior to that was, like, what, The Simple Life? Like, they, like, built – I feel like they built reality TV as a genre. And I know, like, people also will reality TV. But, like, you like what you like. Like, 
I don't know. I don't think. I think if you like reality TV, you like reality TV, and that's totally fine. And like, I they, love I reality think they were the TV. blueprint for a lot of yeah. these like family based but dramas. My my point about the business aspect is, they only had their effect in pop culture the way that they did because they were such. Christian, I was such a good businesswoman. She's brilliant. Like, she's a brilliant like, woman. You cannot like, deny that. That all that like sentence that used to go around that phrase, or it's like the devil works hard, but Christiana works harder. She does. It was just like everyone knew that. Like she, like, yeah. Her press releases were always like just a little too well timed, and like the news dropping whenever it did, and like it's like oh scandal, you know, like it was so well thought out and well she received. manifested, yeah, a lot for them. Um, and also like it's like. As much as they're celebrities and stuff, they have been through some stuff. Like, she lost her first husband to cancer. Kim was her kidnapped, second, yeah, basically. Her second husband um, became transgender, which is, like, obviously fine. But then he blamed his entire, like, late transition on her and, like, in his book. And, like, just, like, trash talked he her throughout the entire thing and stuff. And was, like, she kept me from being who I really am and stuff. And, like... And that's also something that, though, that Kendall and Kylie went through where, like, it's not... Obviously, it's not F you, dad, for wanting to become a woman that wasn't at all. But you do have a sense of losing Bruce Jenner and then meeting Caitlyn Jenner. And then, like, to hear her trash talk their mom like that as well. In a, like, in a book. So it's there yeah. for, like, indefinitely. And then even just within the family, like, there's scenes where, like, Kendall is like, I want my dad at, like, I want her here at our Christmas party. And Chris Jenner is like, well, I don't feel comfortable with her there because... You know, she trash talked me and it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot of like family shit, like a lot of conversations, a lot of people on different pages about that, that you got to work through and you're doing it all in the public eye. And I know they choose to do that, but like, it doesn't mean that it makes it any less difficult. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, would you like to take your high top? High top. My high top. <laughs> this is when everyone's... <laughs> This is what happens when Chloe wakes up. I am literally just tired, guys. I just like to disclose that. Um, okay, so we recorded that this at nine in the morning. My hot take is: I don't know how much you're gonna have to comment on it because you only know half of this. But I think that the originals is a better TV show than the Vampire Diaries, and I will tell you why. First off, for those of you that have watched the Vampire Diaries. I swear to God, if any of you tell me you didn't love, absolutely love Klaus, I, you're lying and you didn't watch it. And I don't believe that you watched it. Anyways, um, Klaus is a maniac in the Vampire Diaries. And it feels like it's always like Elena, Stefan, and Damon versus Klaus. But in the originals, he has like the most amazing character development ever. And he becomes such a nice guy and such a caring guy. And he has a daughter. And like, I'm, I'm this wicked spoilers. Sorry, guys. But um he's like amazing and it's so nice to watch him i mean he's still crazy like he still will has no problem murdering people for the people that he loves but like isn't that kind of endearing <laughs> he's like i love you so much i'll kill for you dating life has been like yeah. just take that message and anyways <laughs> also <laughs> the love stories are immaculate you think about the vampire diaries where it just centers around elena being like eh, Stefan, mm, Damon, mm, Stefan, no, it's Damon, Cyberbond, it's still Damon, actually, it's the nerdy boy from class, just kidding, I strung all of you along, it's back to Damon, and, like, all these boys literally, like, kill themselves for her, even Matt in the beginning, like, they literally, like, like, 
I don't understand. Like, Stefan saved Matt instead of Elena when she was becoming a vampire. And Matt, like, beat himself up about it because he was like, oh, now Elena's a vampire. Like, I don't, I don't know. She just whines. Like, first time watching The Vampire Diaries, you love her. Second time, you're like, oh, my God. Stop whining. You, Because you look at Caroline and Bonnie and they're, like, bad bitches. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that Elena's presence slowly gets worse as the time goes on. And her little victim act gets a little annoying. And she's like, I like my compassion is my greatest weakness. And then she always tries to play the savior. But it always ends up her being the victim and the savior complex kind of thing. And, and she's like, like vampires will always kill at least one person. And it's sad. But it happened to Caroline. And you know what Caroline did? She learned from it. She built a bridge and she got better from it. What did Elena do? She sobbed in the woods with Stefan and Damon. And she was like, I need you both to come for me. I know I chose you, Stefan, but I've been hanging out with Damon this whole entire time. Like, I hate that. Also, just like sobbing in front of two people in the woods. Not my ideal time. Like, fun time. Especially when they're Ian Somerhalder and Paul Wesley. No <laughs> thanks. I would have been like, do I look ugly? I can't look ugly in front the of them. The love stories in the originals, though, are immaculate. You've got Klaus and Cammie, and then at the very end, spoiler, Caroline comes back to help Klaus. And Caroline says, I always knew you were never the bad guy in my story. Oh, I could have thrown up from my heart hurting so bad. Then you have Elijah and Haley, which I wasn't a big Elijah girl in The Vampire Diaries, but the originals... He doesn't, get, like, he doesn't really get that much of a role in the Vampire Diaries. So I think that they get to really highlight him in the original. Yeah. From what I've seen. And I've only seen like a first season. My favorite love story, Cole and Davina. Like, mwah, mwah. chef's kiss. Poor Rebecca. She, Does Rebecca, she still like anybody? Yeah. Dude, Rebecca's love stories. And she she was once in love with Marcel. And then that like blows up in her face again. Like... I you know what she I think they do Rebecca guy. they do Rebecca dirty though they do do Rebecca dirty um so I'm just putting it out there the originals is superior to the Vampire Diaries I will say however legacies trash coming from the same girl that like swears by Teen Wolf trash show trash acting trash everything I hate it I don't want it um no wonder Caroline refused to or um Candace King who plays Caroline, refused to be on it. Because she was probably like, this is trash. Don't disrespect my name like that. Coming from Caroline in the Vampire Diaries and the originals, like, she was like, I will not be doing this. I have not seen Legacies, but I have seen, like, a little segment of it. And I, the CGI. Probably from me watching. The CGI is, like. That's the thing. There is none. It's embarrassing. It's people in costumes. It's not. It literally, it was, like, some fire-breathing monster where it was, like, the, was so bad that I was like, how did anyone... That's another this? thing about the originals. It's way less complex. Like, they have witches, vampires, werewolves, hybrids. But, like, there's no, like, doppelganger, heretic, like, oh, hunters. Like, it's, it's and it's so about the Michelson family and, like, history and, like, like, a lot of the things they talk about is, like, real history that happened in New Orleans or, like, folklore, legend. So I just think that that part is interesting. Whereas the Vampire Diaries is just what man is elena gilbert stringing along and also don't don't does anybody anybody think it's weird that elena and jeremy just live alone bonnie just lives alone like all these high schoolers just live alone in these houses sad they should just all live together yeah one big happy family true also bonnie and caroline like everybody's always like elena lost all of her family so did bonnie and so does caroline 
Mic drop for that. I would like to agree. Bonnie is the actual victim of the show, but is too humble to ever admit it. Yeah. Damn witches. Um, All right. Well, thank you for your time. Um, As we said before, please go out and vote. It's so easy. Please go out and get COVID tested. It's also so easy. Don't be selfish. Think about everybody else affected by this presidency and virus. Um, Any departing words? Thank you guys for listening. And also, um, damn us if you're from a different state than the one we mentioned. We're very curious what kind of listeners we have. Yeah, let us know if you're listening from out of state. I know that we have at least one in Texas. We have at least one in Michigan, at least one in Vermont. Um, We've got one in Iowa. Oh, very Sky. Yeah. Shout out Sky. Shout out to the Midwest right Shout there. Shout out to the Midwest. Yeah. Skyler's going to Mall of America. She told me she'd let me know how it went. Always wanted to go there. I thought that was just like a strip of land. Mall of America is like the biggest mall in the world and there's literally a Ferris wheel in it. You know what it is? You know what it is? The National Mall. <laughs> and on that, <laughs> goodbye, folks.